0: Hello and welcome to the weekly worship podcast for Fuquay United Methodist Church. We think it's important not just that you listen today, but we would invite you to worship with us today. If you'd like to further engage your faith or the community around you and like to partner with us, please visit our website fvumc.org for more information. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on a Sunday morning, whether that's live, online, or in person. Online on Sunday mornings on our website Facebook page or YouTube channel. You can enjoy the venue with us, which is a worship service crafted for community online, or you can join our live in-person services online at 1010 for our contemporary, 1115 for our traditional. If you'd like to worship in person with us, we have worship at nine o'clock in 1010 for our contemporary worship services and 1115 for our traditional worship. At the end of the day, we believe that when and where you worship is not nearly as important as that you worship. And so we're so glad to be with you today, worshiping together. What's up, everybody? Happy Advent. It's great to be together with you. This is the, uh, the second week of Advent. The second week of Advent. Um, we've been saying uh, that, you know, Advent is, uh, it means arrival. And since the Middle Ages, followers of Jesus have been talking about Uh, The advent of God in three ways, right? The first advent is the arrival of God uh, in Christ Jesus in the manger. That's the story that we tell in this season. The third advent is the one that is to come, uh, sort of at the end of time when Jesus returns, the arrival of God in that way. And then there's this uh, second way, the middle way, that we talk about the arrival of God. And and that's a more personal one, I think, uh, for us. We talk about the arrival of God in our hearts daily, um, and I love to encourage, challenge myself and others around me to think about what it looks like to, uh, to have an open and a receptive heart uh, when God arrives daily in our lives. And, and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit today. Uh, we're going to be reading the story uh, of Mary today. Uh, our sermon series this month, we've been talking about uh, sort of handing down the promise from generation. To generation, uh, and those are words that we actually get from a song that Mary sings shortly after she uh, comes to understand that she will carry the Son of God in her womb, um, and uh, we call this passage that we're going to read today the Annunciation, uh, which, uh, if you're if you're curious, does not mean spoken clearly, <laughs> but it means announcement. See, announcement of the angel Gabriel, uh, kind of the messenger of God, bringing a word from the Lord um, to uh, to this young woman, to Mary and uh this is I think my my fifteenth advent uh as a pastor and uh so I feel like i have I have like fifteen Mary sermons and so uh the part of the challenge you know for me is always to try and read these stories that I know so well uh with fresh eyes and with an open heart fresh ears, and so I'd invite you to hear it the same way uh for yourself uh this year. Uh, if this is a story you're you're not familiar with or you're hearing for the first time, uh, you're in for a ride. Uh, and I would invite you to come back and uh, next week we're going to uh, have the cantata and it's going to be awesome. Um, we just had practice uh, the other night and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a real gift. So I hope you'll be here. You can hear the whole story all together. But uh, here is the story of the Annunciation, uh, the story of the announcement uh, to Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man or betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. You will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, is also conceived a son and is in the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Now, what stands out to me kind of above other things, uh, this time through is, I've been thinking, you know, the angel shows up to talk to a guy named Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband. Uh, we're going to talk more about him in the cantata. You can come back uh, next week. Um, angel shows up for him, for Mary. Angel shows up for Joseph in a dream in Matthew's gospel. Uh, and the angels show up uh, with the shepherd, right? And you get these sort of angelic announcements in all of those settings. But in every single setting, uh, Zachariah, Joseph and the angels, they hear something and they decide to do something with what they've heard, but the angel or angels have left before they make their decision about what to do. It takes them a little bit of time, right? But Mary's story is different. In Mary's story, the angel gives Mary the time to give an answer. Now, that that could be for lots of reasons. One, it could be because Mary's got, she's like got a little gumption to her. I like it right? She, the angel tells her what's going to, you know, how, what's like, what's going to go down. And she's like, well, how's this going to work? This doesn't make any sense. The angel meets her kind of in her gumption and tells her how it's going to happen. Uh, and then waits around for her answer. Uh, the angel does not have that much patience with Zachariah who comes at it from more of like a doubting sort of way. And he gets, you know, his voice taken. Um, but I, maybe, maybe the angel was just showing up for Mary the way Mary needed the angel show up for her. Right. Uh, I also think you know, Zachariah could have taken or left uh, the announcement from the angel, as could Joseph, as could the shepherds for that matter. But for Mary, this announcement was like, it was going to change her life. I mean, she was going to carry the son of God in her body, in her womb. Um, and so maybe uh, the angel just felt like it was important to hang out a little bit longer and give Mary a chance to say, yes, um, you know, Mary is also probably the person of all these stories uh, who had the least agency, right? She was betrothed. So she was sort of, legally connected to a man with whom she was not yet living as husband and wife. Um, I don't know if that was a choice that she made. Uh, She was a young woman. She was marrying an older man, uh, very likely uh, set up by her family, uh, a man who uh, we believe had maybe been married before. So, um, you know, maybe the the angel just wanted to give this one with very little agency, a chance to have some agency. God's always showing up with us uh, like that, I think. Um... It says at the very beginning of this uh, exchange that when the angel came, Gabriel came, uh, greetings, married, favored, one, the Lord is with you. It says that Mary was perplexed and she pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And maybe it's because uh, I know what the angel is getting ready to say to her, what the angel is getting ready to ask. And so maybe this is me like putting too much uh, on Mary. But I've been pondering what sorts of things Mary would have been pondering. She She pondered. She reflected on what sort of greeting this might be. Uh, And uh, we know that Mary, uh, you know, based on the song that she sings right after the angel leaves, she understood what the angel was talking about. She's a student of scripture. Uh, She was a person of faith. Uh, She recognized that the angel was using language that had been used to talk to uh, generations and generations before her. Um, So I think she understood what was taking place. She would have known that if an angel shows up, like this is a it's a big deal. It's not something that's just happening randomly. And so she's pondering what sort of greeting this might be. Like, what's the angel going to say? What's the angel going to ask? And so as I've been pondering her ponderings, I've wondered for myself what sorts of things I would have pondered, what type of greeting I might have pondered this to be. Um, and I've got a couple of ideas, uh, and and probably none of them are right. But but here's some things I've been pondering about her ponderings. The first is... Um, Maybe this is like a stick up. You know, I I feel like this is like a movie sort of situation, right? But somebody comes up to you, they hold up a weapon, you know, to your back or to your face and they're like, give me your money. And when they do, you know, you're operating out of a place of fear. You say, well, don't just take my money, like take my watch, you know, take my gold tooth, take everything I've got. Just leave me alone. I, I, you want that threat to leave. And so you're willing to say yes to anything just to get that, that threat to leave. Right. Is that why she said yes? Maybe. I don't know. The second thing to ponder is that maybe uh, maybe this angel has shown up and, and has said what sometimes people say to me, I suspect to you as well. When people show up, they don't tell you what they want. They just say, hey, will you do me a favor? And you want to say, well, like, what's the favor before I say yes or no to that? Now, if it's a person that you trust and respect or know and love, you might say, yes, I'll absolutely do whatever you ask, I will do it. But then you become a little fearful, you know, about what the favor that they're asking might be. When I ponder her ponderings, uh, I also recognize that the first thing the angel says is that she's the favored one. And I think of like, when my kids show up and they're like, dad, you're my favorite parent. Dad, I love you so much. They're like, I don't know what you're getting ready to ask, but you can't have it, right? You're just buttering me up. So I'll say yes to anything. Um, or maybe, maybe uh, as we ponder her ponderings, uh, maybe she believed that the, the, the angel had shown up earnestly. I think the phrase there, the Lord is with you, is an important one to reflect on there. Because what kind of greeting this is would indicate what kind of answer one might give. Uh, out of fear, an answer out of obligation, an answer out of flattery. But it doesn't seem to me that Mary uh, answered out of any of those places. It seems to me that Mary answered earnestly to a greeting that came to her earnestly she says let it be with me according to your will all these things that you've said i'm in you know let's do this let's do this it it may be a yes it may be an antiquated sounding yes uh, but again the angel stood around waited around long enough to let mary say yes but mary wasn't just saying yes to a god that she did not know in fact mary was saying yes to a god who had regularly said yes to her, Mary was saying yes to a God who had said yes to her ancestors from generation to generation, showing up to rescue and to intervene. Mary was saying yes to a God who cared for her. Greetings, favored one, favored one, beloved one. Mary was saying yes to a God who had said yes to Mary, I love you. And Mary was saying yes to a God who showed up, the Lord is with you. The angel is saying the Lord is with you. She wasn't just saying yes, she was saying yes to a God who had already showed up for her, a God who had already said yes to her. I believe that when God shows up to any of us, to all of us, and I believe that regularly God does, um, God doesn't show up, uh, it's not a stick up, it's not a stick up. Uh, God doesn't show up and ask us to say yes to God out of fear. I don't think that when God shows up, uh, God shows up and asks us to do something out of obligation, to say yes out of obligation. I don't think that when God shows up, uh, God, you know, showers us with flattering words so that we'll say yes to God. I think when God shows up in our lives, much like this moment, maybe without an angel, but much like this moment, I believe that God shows up earnestly and invites all of us to respond with an earnest yes. When we say yes to God, much like Mary did, we're not saying yes to a God that we do not know. We're saying yes to a God who has said yes to us over and over and over again. We're saying yes to a God uh, who has shown up for those who came before us, our spiritual forebearers, our spiritual family tree, our ancestors in the faith from generation to generation. We're saying yes to a God who loves us even before we know how to love God back. Theologically, we would call that prevenient grace, the grace that comes before we know to earn it or to ask for it or to believe that we deserve it, right? When we baptize the child, that's what we say that there's nothing that this child can do to earn or to deserve the grace of God. It's just that God has chosen to love this child. God has already said yes to every person we baptize. And so we're saying yes to a God who's chosen to love us before we say yes to God. We're saying yes to a God who said yes to us on the cross, right? We're saying yes to a God who um, took that love all the way to death, even death on a cross, so that uh, all the things that keep us From coming to God freely and fully, uh, could be dealt with and could be taken taken care of in a way that we are ourselves not powerful enough to do. When we choose to say yes to God, and we have the agency to do so, God waits around to hear that yes from us. We're not saying yes to just any random God. We're saying yes to a God uh, who has already said yes to us. As I consider the stories uh, from people in my own family tree, uh, people in our spiritual family tree as we read about them in scripture, Um, Over and over again, we hear the people of God choose to say yes to God. And one of the things that I sort of note uh, as I think about their stories and the impact of those stories on my own personal life is that oftentimes the things that matter most don't come easily, but they do come faithfully. When those who have come before me have chosen to say yes, it's not because they understood everything, but their faithful yeses to God uh, have been a choice for them. They've chosen to work with and to partner with God to experience for themselves and to be a part of God's sort of unfolding work of shalom, of salvation, of healing uh, in the world. The things that matter most don't come easily, they come faithfully. And they come faithfully when we choose to say yes and to partner with a God who has said yes, yes to us. And when we think about the heroes in our family trees, the heroes in our spiritual family tree, the stories that we read in scripture, the stories that we tell, uh, unlike superheroes uh, in comic books who are fearless, never afraid of anything, uh, we see that that's not not true uh, of the stories of of our spiritual heroes, right? The heroes in our family tree are not heroes because they are fearless. They're heroes because they trust the one who meets us in our fear. When the angel says to Mary, do not be afraid, the angel's not saying, be fearless. The angel says, the Lord is with you, and therefore, you don't have to be afraid. You know, as a parent, a lot of times uh, I, I scoop my kids up out of a crib or pick them up off the pavement, um, and they've got a fear that I can't solve. They've got pain that I can't heal, uh, but I can hold them, and I can say, I've got you. I'm here, and I'm with you. In this Advent season, that's what we believe that God is doing. God has come among us. God has arrived in this Advent story, whether it's the annunciation of Mary or whether it's in our hearts daily. And God has said, I am with you. I am with you. And so whatever it is that we're up against, uh, we don't have to enter into those things fully understanding everything that there is to understand. We don't have to enter into those things uh, perfectly fearless. Uh, We have to simply say yes to the one who meets us in our fear say yes to the one who has been saying yes over us, uh, since the day, uh, God breathed breath into our lungs. I'd like to end with a prayer, uh, from one of my favorite prayer books. I read from it often, uh, both my own personal devotional life and then you got to deal with it, uh, on Sundays often, but, um, it's Walter Brueggemann and it's a, a he's a, a, Old Testament theologian. This is one of his prayers. It's not an Advent prayer uh, necessarily, but, um, I think he, he wrote it in July. So maybe it was Christmas in July, but, um, Here's the prayer, and i leave it with you as a prayer for you this week. You are the God who is simple and direct and clear with us and for us. You have committed yourself to us. You have said yes to us in creation. Yes to us in our birth. Yes to us in our baptism. Yes to us in our very awakening this day. But we are of another kind more accustomed to perhaps, maybe, we'll see, left in wonderment and ambiguity. We live our lives not back to your yes, but out of our endless perhaps. And so we pray for your mercy this day that we may live yes back to you. Yes with our time, yes with our money, yes with our bodies, yes with our strength and with our weakness, Yes to our neighbor, yes, and no longer perhaps. In the name of your enfleshed yes to us, even Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is our yes into your future. Amen. Again, it's been great to worship together with you today. If you would like to engage your faith or the community around you, we'd love to partner with you in that. You can visit our website, fvumc.org to find out more information on what that looks like or to reach out to us. I'd like to extend another invitation for you to come and join us online or in person on Sunday mornings live. Uh, and while you're on our website, uh, again, if this is a regular place that you find spiritual sustenance, we'd love to partner with you as we serve our community here in the greater Fuquay area, um, fvumc.org slash give would help you uh, join with us in all of the wonderful work that happens in and through this family of faith here at Fuquay Verena Nine Methodist Church. It's been great to worship together with you, and we look forward to doing again soon.